0: This is the Steve Zabin Show. You don't know what the hell
1: you're doing! On the Team 980 and the team 980com What the hell is he doing? Here he is, the Zabe. One of the benefits and blessings of everything being down right now in the world of sports is that it has given us the permission and the room to roam just a bit. And normally, we would not talk. Uh, European high-level soccer on this show, but I am, I am curious about it, and I have dabbled in it, and certainly uh, the uh, Leicester was it the Leicester Foxes, Scott, that stunned the world. Sure, uh, Leicester City, City Foxes. Sure, that's right. Uh, was a great story, and uh, and I actually do like seeing it on NBC early in the morning in the summer, right. And I am definitely Premier League yeah, not, curious. Not
0: just the summer, by the way. It'll yeah, the, the Premier Well, it'll go all year,
1: but I'm just saying summertime is when I'll sort of sample it when nothing else is going on. And I'm certainly going to be into the Bundesliga, a little bit at least. Because we've got to have something to eat. So it's my pleasure now to welcome on, from Men and Blazers, Roger Bennett. You can follow him on Twitter, at Roger Bennett. And don't forget, they do a daily podcast. You see him on ESPN. They also have a newsletter that goes out every morning. And they're huge sports fans of all sports, not just soccer. Roger, it's great to finally talk to you. I'm a big fan. How are you?
2: Oh, Steve, I'm alive. I thought we were going (laughs) to talk about whether Gus Barot or he shoeless start for the Redskins. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know
2: or those names. You want to talk American? Yeah, want to talk American football? Talk about. Uh, let's talk about B.J. Sturhoff and Brady Anderson. Let's talk about the mighty Orioles. Talk about whatever you want.
1: Somebody has given Roger Bennett a dated list of athletes to talk about. No, mate, I, I mean,
2: yeah, I, I, I love – I'm talking about the D.C. sports when I lived in D.C. and the days when Million Owls and the Toledo Lounge were still open and my man, oh. Cheney was just dropping dimes and the U.S. Air <laughs> Arena just rocked. I mean, that is – D.C. is the greatest sporting city go. in my heart and I'm, uh, I'm delighted to be with you. But what do you want to talk about?
1: All right, let's first talk about the English Premier League. I just saw a note that said some of the lower division teams or the lesser clubs may be an impediment to trying to get the league up and finished for this year. Where do we stand on the EPL?
2: Well, it's not the lowest level teams as much as it is. Ultimately, about every nation's response to the coronavirus dictates whether they can come back or not. So Germany has been as a nation with their their testing and their contact and trace. I mean, listen to us. Every single sports fan has become like a bizarre Dr. Fauci medical expert purely because of sport. Right. And because Germany have been able to flatten the curve, the Bundesliga is poised to come back and be the first major German league to come back on May the 15th. We've got Korean football kicking off again tomorrow because South Korea, another nation that have really dealt with coronavirus, Britain, not so much. I mean, it's been a fairly uh, complex and and a bit of a pastiche response for the coronavirus. The league needs to come back for commercial reasons. There's an enormous amount of money tied up in the league, and its very future depends upon its commercial ability to get back and not have to pay broadcasters around the world back. So there's a real push to bring it back. Can they bring it back safely is really, I mean, they all want to come back. But the protocols medically, whether it's actually safe or whether they're exposing the players to risk, that's the big issue. And then your second issue that you're bringing up about the lower six teams, because we have a moon door of relegation. It's like in baseball, if you imagine the worst team in baseball got pushed down to triple A every year. That's where where some of the the teams at the bottom are worried they're going to lose more money by being relegated and they don't want it to come back. But that's pretty next level crap for your listeners.
1: No, it's not. Don't sell our listeners short. We have some EPL fans here that know it. I like the fact you call relegation a moon door. Great Game of Thrones reference right there. Great visual for me. Uh, So you talk about there's a lot tied up financially. What is the schedule like, Roger, in terms of how would you finish it up, knowing that there are no playoffs in the English Premier League? What would be the drop-dead date at which the league might expire?
2: Yeah, playoffs, uh, like sunglasses, have not really been invented in Britain yet. So uh, it's a straight uh, season, and uh, it's winner-takes-all uh, at the end of the season. It's, it's deeply, deeply anxious. There's a team, Liverpool, which is where I'm from, uh, who have dreamt of been returning to the apex and winning the league for the last 30 years. They used to win it uh, by divine right. And they are an agonising uh, two wins away from victory when the league was suspended. I support the smaller team in uh, in Liverpool called Everton. They're like the New York Mets to um, to Liverpool's Yankees. And I've always joked that if Everton were poised to win the league, probably minutes before they did, a asteroid would hit Earth. That joke, not so funny anymore, because Liverpool fans are actually living that out. They were within touching distance of their dream. The league's been suspended you know, it, there's ne- FIFA have said that all the games need to be played by June 30th. Um, so some leagues have just folded. The Dutch League, the French League, nations where the coronavirus is still running rampant, they've said, you know what? We're just going to make the whole season null and void. The Premier League is almost too big to fail. And there's so much money tied in it, they need to finish. And if the Premier League goes under financially, then there's a trickle-on effect for the whole world of football, because every league is connected to the other from a business perspective in terms of transfer monies. So they'll be given Hold leeway. On. This league has to finish.
1: Yes, go on. Hold on.
2: What's your question?
1: Go under?
2: Go under? What? What do you mean, if go under, you, United Airlines. If I were to say to you, United Airlines is in financial... Um, a a precarious position if i would have said that to you five years ago you would have been yeah if i would have said you crew you would have said airlines come
1: and airlines go you're telling me britain's version of the nfl would be teetering on an extinction level event if they can't play the rest of this year
2: the the individual clubs very much so you know warren buffett said uh, uh when the tide goes out you are, it's revealed to you exactly who has been swimming naked, and this is not a British phenomenon. This is—we'll be dealing with this in American sports very soon. Like that, yes, there's wealthy owners. Yes, there's a huge amount of value in each team, but for cash flow in terms of what they are spending um, on their players, you know, these massive names—Neymar, uh, Messi, uh, Messi taking a pay cut so that Barcelona. Uh, can make it through the next year. They're not as liquid, these teams, as they seem. And with such a huge percentage, some of the clubs have 70% uh, of their revenue going out to player salary. And when you're in that position and you also are paying off transfer fees because they don't trade there, uh, they, they pay in cash and that cash uh, is called in over... Uh, a period of years, a lot of these teams are not as liquid as they seem. And all these teams are so inextricably connected, connected in a, uh, in an ecosystem when one or two start to go under the knock on effect, the domino effect can be terrible. By the way, this is not a British sporting phenomenon, Steve. This is global sports. All of them, the, the fear for these businesses from a cash right. perspective is well, very real, well. And, and the, uh, the, the, number of them are looking at major. Yeah. Major League Baseball, the number of Major League Baseball teams that are feeling incredibly cash poor and are being sniffed out by hedge fund uh, owners at the moment for takeovers. It's happening here. People just aren't writing yeah. about it.
1: No, I hear you on that. I just, I know the amount of money spent in transfer fees and then salaries for the top footballers to come to the EPL, and they're staggering. At least in the States, we've got structured salary caps, and there's at least a structure to the pay scale for the players. It doesn't mean, though, that a number of teams aren't overleveraged. I agree with you there.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at Major League Baseball, where a huge amount of the money is from what they call in England bums on seats from attendance, and you look at what they call in Germany ghost games, spielen. If Major League Baseball, as it seems to be going, is going to do the old Geishpielen way, that revenue then is, is sizable in terms of cash flow. So this is not a... I mean, I'm, I, I don't listen to your radio show as much as I uh, should do, and I would do if I lived in the D.C. area. But in Major League Baseball right now, the same issues are being talked about at an ownership level across the country. So this is not this is not a Premier League piece. But the uh, the thing that's fascinating is American sport is fairly uh, idiosyncratic. You know, the NFL doesn't exist. It's not a complex ecosystem that has a knock-on effect to... Um, other uh, gridiron football leagues across Europe, but the European football leagues are also tightly bound financially. If a couple of big teams go down, then the uh, the knock-on effect is pretty terrible. This is some dark crap, Steve. We should be talking about we should be talking about happier things. The great oh, Roger will. Bennett. We will. He,
0: yes, of course. He and Davo are
1: I your do have Blazers. something I'm going to tee Roger up on, but I want to get my mate in here to get a question in. Then I'm going to turn it to the documentary Roger called The Noisy Neighbors, which I saw on NBC. Oh. I'm sure you got a thought on that special, right?
2: Uh, it's remarkable. Yeah, Manchester, yes. just uh, uh, the second-best city, I'd say, in the north of England after Liverpool, <laughs> and it's a telling <laughs> of – I mean, it's a telling of Manchester United, for so long a powerhouse, an economic global force. I mean, by the way, less a football team, more a global ATM. I mean, they are so (laughs) invested in every single region. They have an official credit card, an official airline, an official tractor engine. They have an official potato snack in 12 regions across the world. So when economics goes down, when economies tank, Manchester United's bottom line is affected deeply. They have been dominant throughout my youth. And then Manchester City, taken over by petrodollar-fueled uh, Middle Eastern uh, oil power, uh, UAE, Abu Dhabi, who wanted to change their brand in the world, pumps a fortune into the team, and overnight turned them from weakling into powerhouse. And it's a rivalry between those two. Uh, which is really a global story. Again, football is really just a mirror for the rest of the world. And you've got a a, a petrodollar shake battling out with this incredible, potentially a, a conglomerate Manchester United, all taking place within a couple of square miles of one rather dour industrial northern English city. American sports yeah, the- much more glamorous.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I love the piece. It was so beautifully done. Great images, visuals, et cetera. I didn't know what year that was that Man City rallied to stun the world with two goals in stoppage time. What year was that?
2: Uh, uh, 2012. It was magnificent. Yeah, in the last yeah. second. Manchester United yeah. thought they'd won the league. Their game finished first. They walked around the field as if they'd uh, snatched the title from their neighbors. And then in the last second, with the last kick of the ball, Manchester City scored and had the double pleasure of winning their first ever t- uh, title in a long, long time and also just demoralizing their neighbors. It's, uh, I mean, it's gorgeous. It's the kind of feeling that only sports can give you, the kind yeah. of feeling that we, I think we all miss so much, Steve.
1: I, I highly recommend it. It was on NBC, uh, well, NBC here in, in the States, but it's called The Noisy yeah. Neighbors. You can look it up, find it, find it where it's playing, and watch it. It's outstanding. Can you give us a tip, give me a tip, Roger, for some other sort of documentary pieces or things to help me further understand English Premier League soccer, other Uh retrospective pieces that you would highly recommend, like the handful of ones where you go, oh, listen, you got to go watch this.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a MBC, the greatest sports network in the world, are uh, pumping out a um, an incredible amount of classic football and classic football documentaries in the space that the Premier League has, uh, I think, etched out into a growing number of American sports fans' hearts. Because it's in the, it's not competing with the American sporting bandwidth. It comes on. Saturday right. morning, Sunday morning in the in the cartoon time where you used to watch cartoons <laughs> as kids that's where the Premier League football lives every right. Saturday every Sunday from 6 am when they're showing one of my documentaries I get about an incredible youth academy in uh, Southampton all the way through to one two o'clock Saturday and Sunday. Watch MBC sports and you will you will get your fill It's not live football, but it's as, uh, it's as close as you can get right now. <laughs> All right,
1: very good. Roger Bennett from Men in Blazers, at Roger Bennett on Twitter, and make sure to download their podcast every day and get their newsletter as well. Roger, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much for your time today.
2: Godspeed, and I still miss Jim Vance. May he rest in peace. Courage.
1: <laughs> Amen to that. Roger Bennett from Men in Blazers, a former D.C. resident. Can you tell by his references? Sure, they're a little bit dated. Heath Schuler, Gus Farratt, but that's back when he lived here, so you gotta forgive him that. BJ Sir a BJ Sirhoff reference. BJ Sirhoff kidding me? references. It's all right. He came to play. The Premier League is in jeopardy of going
0: under. Saw that a couple probably within the last few
1: days. Find a way mm-hmm. to play. Wow. Of course the finances of the Premier League are totally different than the U.S. i S I'm not poo pooing his contention that this is going to be a global thing. I do like the Warren Buffett saying that when the tide goes out, you find out who's been swimming naked the whole time. I get that. But the premier league is just built on who's got the deep pockets to go pay for the best players worldwide to come play for your club. And then you just leverage the living shizzle out of it by way of, uh, sponsorships and official this and official that to try to recoup your money, and so many you know, deep-pocketed Saudi oil tycoons and others from around the globe, they buy these you know, EPL teams as sort of a toy because they're so rich. They're like, what am I going to spend my money on? Oh, an EPL team. I do like the moon door, too. All these lower clubs are like, oh, crap, the season could end quickly. That means we're out. That means we're down back to the lower division. No! All right, quick break here. Text windows open. 330-99, Zabe, coming up. Oregon has already, in this hour, the governor of the state has put the kibosh on large gatherings in September. And that could have, if it stands, a huge impact on the Pac-12 and Oregon football and more. I'll tell you about that story next. Now back to the Steve Zabin Show on the Team 980. And the team 980.com. Well, 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 Oregon, look at you. Governor Kate Brown said today that the state will begin taking their first steps towards reopening on May 15th, but made it clear that sporting events with large crowds will not be returning to Oregon in the near future. With the threat of coronavirus still looming, Brown said large gatherings of people for events such as sporting events, concerts, and festivals cannot go on until effective prevention and treatment for the coronavirus, such as a vaccine, is available. Brown said such large gatherings planned through the end of September should be canceled or modified. When asked whether high school or college teams could compete without fans this upcoming season, Dr. Dean Seidlinger, the state health officer and epidemiologist, said officials are continuing to look at the kinds of sporting events that can be played. Non-contact sports, things like golf or tennis where people can maintain a distance, are probably some of the things we're going to see coming back first. For some of these other sports, basketball, football, and other things where there's more close contact, obviously there's more risk. So I think as we approach football season, we can see how the disease is behaving in our community and what kind of steps could be taken around the team themselves and the coaches and others. Blah, 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 blah. You don't need to hear the rest. The Oregon Ducks, who are pretty popular up in them parts. Oregon State Beavers, not as popular, but still. Uh, The Ducks have three home football games at Autzen Stadium in the glorious early fall month of September, including a huge September 12th matchup against Powerhouse Ohio State. The Ohio State (laughs) University. (laughs) Oh boy, here we go.
0: (laughs) So that's one team in the Pac-12, Zabe. Uh, Arizona's president, I believe he's the president, who's also a cardiac surgeon or something like that, was on one of the morning shows the other day, and he was talking about how bring bring one, bring all. Come on back to school in the fall. Not only are we going to be ready, we're going to be ready with testing. And if they're ready to play, I don't know what's going on in California. I don't think anybody does. They're slow, just like, you know, slow walking and preparing. But this goes back to what James Franklin of Penn State said the other day. What if 10 or 12 of our 14 in the Big Ten are ready, but we here in Pennsylvania aren't? Or Ohio State's ready and Indiana's ready, but some other schools, Maryland, not quite yet. Rutgers, you know, New Jersey and New York have been a mess.
1: Who knows? This is going to be interesting because both you and I have daughters about to go off to college, and we haven't had to have this very serious conversation yet, and we hope we don't. My daughter's scheduled to go to CNU. Uh, She also got into several other Virginia schools, including James Madison and Roanoke, so they're all within the state. Now, here's the thing. Different states, some schools are going to be open, for sure, and maybe some states and some schools are going to say, we're going to try the distance thing. Mm -hmm. There will be a certain number, at least in the incoming class for sure, and there might be some transfers. There's going to be some kids that say, well, my first choice was X. They're closed. Choices two and three are open, so I'm going to learn to like them, and I'm going somewhere else. Wouldn't you agree, it may not be with your daughter or my daughter, but there's a larger than zero percentage of incoming students who are going to make a choice based on simply who's open. They don't want to take a gap year. They don't don't think there's any prospects for meaningful work in the economy the way it is right now, especially if schools are still closed. And so that will produce another heavy burden for the schools that are not open. And then you talk about, from an athletic standpoint, if there's major football-playing universities that are down and they tell the rest of the conference, like James Franklin suggests, you guys go ahead without us, wow, that could damage programs for years to come. And you may say, well, it doesn't matter. It's all about health and safety. And I say, okay, that's fine. But at some point, everything is a sliding scale of how safe, how secure, at what cost, what other considerations do you want to go with? Because if the English Premier League could be in a existential crisis with this, don't think that there aren't colleges that could be in the same extinction-level vice if they lose a certain number of students. It'll be interesting to see how much, what the split is when we finally get to September. How many schools aren't ready? How many schools are going ahead? And what happens? I don't know about Oregon, man. Oregon's weird. Beautiful place, I understand. Very earthy, very au natural, And uh, they like their sports a little bit, you know. They like the trailblazers. You know, they got the blazers and they got the ducks. But they're not like the most super rabid sports fan-ish st- And, of course, they're very liberal and uh, they're very cautious. The whole West Coast with the health thing, you know. The Washington, Oregon... California, West Coast block of states are probably going to be the last ones. Probably. We'll see. I don't know. What do you think?
0: I think New York may be uh, in, in the super last place. But what we also have, Zay, regarding just the student aspect, I've already heard of kids with options, like your daughter, like my daughter, who... They're weighing it between this school and this school, and like you said, school A's, great school, ridiculously hard to get in if you're an out-of-stater, but there's also an in-state option, which is good, very good, but they'd rather go to the out-of-state. They may accept to both places, which is not exactly the most ethical thing to do, but we're in a a goofy time. And then, they'll, and then they'll play their cards and, and they'll eat, walk eat it the up.
1: And the the deposit yes. on one of the two schools. Yeah, that's you're, quite
0: possible. You're, you're probably going to have and a lot of kids wanting to do that. And then what's going to happen is that's going to set
1: a bleeped up chain of dominoes later. Well, and here's the thing. There's going to be a number of schools that are open that are still going to see what is likely to be a 10% decrease because there's a lot of kids that don't have the money now. Parents don't have the money, et cetera. And so that opens up excess capacity and they may say come on come on and so it helps them get back to 100 percent at the expense of other schools and mm-hmm. i would imagine the sheer panic and the angst from the schools that are like ah, we don't feel comfortable opening would be immense thinking we're losing all these students all this money my job is going my university professorship with all that goes with it, I really like doing this. That's going as well. Be crazy. Uh, Eight four three says Steve. University of South Carolina will be open down here, assuming that Clemson will be as well. Uh, I would pretty much be assured South Carolina, knowing the way that they roll as a state, they're going to be open. I wish I had my Simpson soundbite of Homer and Lisa arguing about being a Gamecock. I will not. I won't be what? a Gamecock. Uh, LeBron's got a stake in Liverpool, Zabe. Says the three hundred one. Okay, well, there you go. Seven eight one. Watch Rogers the team, but yes. Watch the Sunderland documentary on Netflix for a good EPL show. So Sunderland documentary is a good one to watch. Uh, Nine zero seven. Great job on the interview. Love the five o'clock hour. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Nine zero seven. Is that my mom with a burner phone? Mom, yes. come on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, three hundred one. Uh, let's see. Uh, four four three. Died and ha- or Dowd and Hathaway. Those are the two capitals there. Got it. Okay. Three hundred three. Sorry, not going to feel bad for a thirty-five-year-old scrub on the corn ferry tour, chasing a little white ball around. Get some perspective, idiot. Oh perspective guy scott yep he's gonna police anyone who complains about anything these days because you know perspective hashtag going on
0: what's the point uh your documentary is called sunderland till i die
1: that's the netflix one premiered in december of 2018 good one all right Coming up, one more DMV Sports Desk. Birthday game is also still in play here before the hour is out. You're listening to the Steve Zabin Show on the Team 980 and on 99.5 FM in Richmond and 102.7 as well on ESPN Richmond.
0: The DMV Sports Desk on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. This year, celebrates 40 years of informing, inspiring, and entertaining the community. The D.C. Lottery and the Team 980-95.9 FM team up to give you a chance to win the exclusive 40th Anniversary Radio 1 Scratcher with over $800,000 in cash and prizes. Keep it right here for your chance to win. Also brought to you by AAA Car Care. AAA is here for you. Save on a save big on a new set of tires during the May tire sale at your neighborhood AAA Car Care Center. Not a member? Not a problem. AAA Car Care Centers are open to everyone. Visit AAA.com slash mycar for details. NFL schedule comes out tonight. NBC Sports Washington's J.P. Finley cited a source earlier today. Noted that the Skins are set to open to the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, by the way, have won six games in a row against the Burgundy and Gold. Skins with an online party tonight, including our own B. Mitch, Ron Rivera, Fred Smoot, Matthew McConaughey, Urban Meyer, part of that crew. You missed his chat with Zabe during hour number one? Check it out by a podcast. Alex Smith, happy birthday. Great workout video released Earlier today by his family, it's at Team 980 on Instagram. You can also check it out on our Facebook page. League-wide, teams still planning on a return of personnel to their offices. For starters, limits on how many people in headquarters, protocols, of course, in the interest of safety. Only players in the headquarters allowed are the ones receiving treatments. Saints schedule, per the Athletic in New Orleans, leaking a rare swing of back-to-back to back road games later in the season week 12 new orleans reportedly to go to new to the denver broncos then at atlanta then at the philadelphia eagles baseball front baseball insider john hayman tweets today mlb's target date to return still early july and if it can be done some like the idea of july 4th start date for symbolism but as Heyman notes that's a hope for now and it's far from a certainty because there are still hurdles to jump as the league and the Players Association try to figure out their return-to-play plan. Capitals front, of course, Brendan Leipzig, the winger, apologized last night after making, as he described, misogynistic and reprehensible remarks in a private group chat on Instagram. Those remarks then became public via social media. Barrys Verluga of the Post notes that the Caps were discussing this morning what to do with Leipzig. And that started with ownership all the way down to the players because Leipzig did attack and make mention of some former teammates and some current teammates among those misogynistic and reprehensible remarks. Tiger, Phil, Manning, Brady all set. May 24th at Medalist. $10 million pledged by those playing for COVID-19 relief. Best ball for nine holes, then modified alternate shot. Woods will team with Mr. Manning, Mickelson, and Brady. It's on TBS and TNT. 3 o'clock on the 24th. This report brought to you by ExpressPros.com. Need to manage a changing workforce? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find one of over 830 locations to help support your workforce needs. DMV weather. 66 degrees, sunny skies, and silver spring clearing tonight. Continued clear tonight near 50. Rain, low 60s, and dropping for your Friday. Nobody's really sure what time it is these days. Wake up with our man, Kevin Sheehan. 6 to 9, dock and Galdi, 9 to noon. B-Mitch at noon. Zabe takes you home 3 to 7 on the Team 980, 95.9 FM. More of the Zabe Show on this Thursday. From the 95.9 FM, Team 980 studio, Steve, back to you, buddy.
1: Doorbell, text message uh, 256. Good thing Urban didn't look back at your many opinions on him. I was waiting waiting for the migraine question. (laughs) Here's how it works, or at least here's how I do it. I'm not here to press old grudges, grievances, opinions with him. He's on as a guest. He will bring – I'm trying to elicit from him value in terms of what he has to say and how he says it, and that's that. And I'm an opinionist, I'm a paid opinionist, and so over the years I'm going to have my opinions. But they are going to change and float and depend on, you know, the circumstance. As I recall my stance on Urban Meyer, I killed him when he quit Florida with the migraines and then made that ridiculous pact to spend more time going to his daughter's volleyball games. Yes, sir. And we crushed him on that whole thing. But then I read this feature on him as he went back to coach at Ohio State. And I was like, you know what? I get it now with him. He's not father of the year like Scott is. Not even in the room. But he's not a bad dad. He just is so into coaching. And then the whole situation blew up with his assistant coach, whose name escapes me now, the one that had the domestic violence issue. and. Zach. Smith. Thank you. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a big whole mess, and my stance on that was it looks bad, but realistically speaking, what do you want Urban Meyer to do? And everybody likes to play Monday morning quarterback. He should have done this. He should have done that. He should have inserted himself fully in the situation, fired him, done. You know. And everyone likes to play Monday morning quarterback. So I sort of was defending Urban Meyer to a certain extent in that regard. So my opinions on him have floated around a bit. It didn't matter, though, that he was on. I wasn't going to be like, you know, once upon a time I thought you were a jerk. I thought that whole migraine thing was a load of crap. Or, boy, you sure had a lot of very, shall we say, colorful players at Florida back in the day, didn't you? (laughs) And by colorful, i mean guys that got arrested a lot. I mean, Urban Meyer at Florida, uh, there was a lot of guys running afoul of the law. It's interesting that he is now in this Redskins collection, you know, that Dan has brought him in. He's a consultant, is he not? Is he a paid consultant? And I asked him that exact question. I said, are
0: you in fact a consultant? Are you on staff? And he said, no, you know, I've talked to Ron. I've talked to, I believe that's when he said Mr. Snyder. But he said, I'm not officially on staff at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Do we have any more schedule leaks as it's now quarter to six as the official schedule comes out at eight or at seven? Seven. 730 teams will release. The NFL Network
0: show, I believe, is at 8 o'clock. I'm sure ESPN's doing one of their own as well, you know, responsibly. The one that I just read during the updates, interesting. The Saints have three straight road games late in the season, 12, 13, and 14, according to the Allegedly. Athletic New Orleans. Allegedly. But, you know, somebody in the Athletic put their name to it. At Denver, at Atlanta, at Philadelphia. Fun times in
1: Saintsdom today. Right. NBA teams can reopen practice facilities tomorrow, but at the moment only three teams plan to do so. The Cleveland Cavaliers, the Denver Nuggets, and oddly enough, the Portland Trailblazers in Oregon. Interesting, given the story we just read you. The Houston Rockets had planned to open tomorrow, but Texas Governor Greg Abbott pushed that back until May 18th. Uh, the Sacramento Kings will open their facilities on Monday. The Hawks plan to open sometime next week. Several teams remain at least a week away. In related NBA sort of not news, but at least um, atmospherics, some people think that Adam Silver is not pushing hard enough to get the league back up on its feet. Whether you like Colin Cowherd or not, here's his take on that and the leadership style of Adam Silver regarding what the NBA plans to do.
3: According to Woj, top NBA reporter guy, NBA Commission Adam Silver is not testing asymptomatic players in the NBA. He, he won't do it. Because he's worried... How the imagery looks that they're hoarding tests. What? That, that, that's, you, you've got a $300 billion enterprise. I mean, it's probably worth a trillion dollars. I mean, what is the NBA worth? Similarly, a report this morning, Dana White and the UFC have 1,200 corona tests. They're fighting this weekend, and they don't care what you think. Because people on Twitter prey on the weak, and Dana White doesn't give a rip what you think. So he's not worried about it. And the sports with backbone and good leadership, NASCAR, UFC, WWE, NFL, those are the sports that are like, listen, these are are billion-dollar businesses. Get us tests. First of all, anybody in California that wants to be tested can. We're the biggest state in the country, biggest economy, very complex. This is not Rhode Island. This is a hard state. It's not Oregon. It's not West Virginia. 40 million people here. And our mayor, L.A., you want to be tested, you can. We don't have a mask issue. We don't have a ventilator issue. You want to be tested, governor said, we've got the tests. Okay, so let's let's stop with that nobody can get a test. Everybody I know in my life, small town, big city, is, has been tested that, that feels they need to be tested. Ninety-nine percent of them don't need to be tested. They haven't had it. But would you be outraged? I found out very early that policemen and firemen in my community had been tested. All right, they should be. I found out very early that a grocery store worker I knew, she was tested. Nobody was outraged. Would you be outraged if airline employees were tested? They're flying us all around. Or politicians who are running the country? No. no nobody be outraged. And nobody's going to be outraged if the NBA has a 1,000 tests to start the season because everybody misses sports. And the people that are outraged hate the NBA? Irrelevant, if you're Adam Silver. And the second group, anonymous, uh, you know, shamers on Twitter. Equally irrelevant. But this constant imagery of Adam Silver... Walking on eggshells around players and owners, it comes off as weak. Yesterday, Roger Goodell, strong leadership. Remember, Roger Goodell got blowback on free agency. No, he didn't care. It was a home run. He got blowback, even from NFL reporters on the draft. He didn't care. It's called strong leadership. It was a home run. So,
1: interesting take there. And I think a lot of it, he's not wrong, which means it must be one of the two times a day or two times a month or two times a year that I agree with that guy. Uh (laughs) Broken
0: clock. It's just also funny to hear him say, Zeb, Roger Goodell and strong leadership in the
1: same sentence. That's That's another one I have a hard time getting my head around. Here's the thing, though. It's hard to tell exactly how many tests are available. Who can have them? Where do you get them? How do you get them? Uh, it seems to me, and he's right about the L.A. thing because he's there in L.A., uh, the city mayor said, if you want one, come get one. We've got drive-up sites, no referral needed, no symptoms needed. Now that's Not, one not the case
0: everywhere, but yes, exactly.
1: Right. I just haven't heard any solid reports from where people are still like, geez, I, I need a test. I can't get one. Don't know. Well, anyway, I, I can't wait for the day we're not doing – Uh, epidemiology radio. That day will come. I know it will come. Seems like it'll never come, but I can't wait for that day when we're not talking about this stuff. But, yeah, these leagues are going to have to navigate their own way back if they want to be back, or if they just want to lie down and take the big L and deal with the financial fallout of it. That's up to them. And uh, good luck to them. Adam Silver's paid very highly. He's smart. I like Adam Silver. I do think, though, he may be wearing his sensitive side just a bit much. Quick break. We'll come back. Tell you what is happening. Oh wait, do I have a read here, Mr. Walker? Now that we're slipping these things in on the way out the door, it's not that they're not important. It's that we want to know uh, to know about these products. Well, what do we got here? All right, let me tell you about Loan Pronto. You know about Loan Pronto because I've been talking about them, and right now they can refinance your home with a APR in the mid 2s on a fixed rate. How about that? No, it's not a misprint. This is one of the silver linings of the financial turmoil right now. So jump on it before this opportunity is gone. Smart homeowners are locking in, even if they've already refinanced in the last six months. Call Loan Pronto today at 571-775-1810 and take advantage of their all-digital, super-fast, easy way to refinance your home. Knock it down from a 30 to a 15 with little or no change in your payment or maybe get some cash out for a bit of buffer, you can do it. Mid-twos, APRs, unbelievable chance. That's loanpronto.com, 571-775-1810. Equal housing lender, NMLS 1661781. Subject to lender approval, not all loans apply. MML MMLconsumeraccess.org. The birthday game is next. All right, time for the birthday game. Mr. Walker, tee it up and do your worst. Okay, so first... This one gonna be kind of easy.
3: Alex Smith,
1: thirty six. Yeah, he's thirty six. So wow, how'd I get that right? Amazing. That's lucky. You think he could play, Jeff? You think he could play football right now? Right now? Well, nah. well enough. Like just one game. Get him in, get him out. What would he go in one game looking like he does right now? I think he'd be all right. Let him play the Jaguars. I think he'd have a shot. 16 nah. for 29. 2-10. Huh. 1-1. Uh-huh. One one. <laughs> a lot of game management. Quick three-step drop release. Three-step drop release. All right, next. NBA former player Sean Marion. The Matrix. Sean
0: Marion is... Uh... Sean Marion's 41
1: now, He's Probably overshot. He's older than that. He's 48. Ah! He's 42 years old. Ooh, God, Scott, you were much, much more correct. Stuck it. Close.
3: Next we have former NBA player, Marco ha! <laughs>
1: you say Marco Milic, or Darko Milicic, or Darko Marco Milicic, M- or Marco who, who, Milic? Whose birthday is it, Jeff? Is Marco Milic? He played from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and fifteen. For who? M- lots of teams. I think you're thinking of Darko Milicic. Scott and I, pl- I don't he know Marco for the Milic. Suns. Marco Milic. He was a forward. Marco Millich. Marco Millich. Can you use it in a sentence? What country is he from? Slovenia. There it is. Uh, Marco Millich. Marco Millich. He picked a guy we never heard of, Scott. This is a pitch we've never seen. This is crazy. Marco Millich
0: was, he's 41.
1: I have no idea, 44. He's 43. Well, <laughs> I think this is going to be the kicker of the I know that there is the a Marco Milich. <laughs> this is going to be the it. kicker of the day. So I think Earl Thomas got caught because it's his birthday. Yeah, how about that? Earl Thomas's birthday today. Scott, go ahead. uh Earl Thomas is thirty-one years of age. Double threes, thirty-three. You got it. Who? Both of you. Oh, you said – oh, I thought you said double down. He's 31. 31. Scott got it. Scott Lynn got it. Not a bad – Text in from our friend Deb in the 509 up there in Seattle. Oregon Governor Kate Brown is about to learn about Oregon football. She really has no idea. Washington's Governor Inslee is usually the first with something silly to say, but – Not even he is going to tell Seahawks fans to forget going to games. All right, Deb, you know that area, I guess, better than I do. Hillsborough on ESPN's 30 for 30 is another good documentary about, I guess, the English Premier League or soccer, I suppose, uh, would be that. Um, We didn't talk about Jay Cutler. Uh, Today it came out that apparently uh, his now soon-to-be ex-wife called him lazy and unmotivated. Lazy,
0: unmotivated. Yes.
1: To which Jay Cutler said, yeah, whatever. <laughs> she was like, the I got him a show and I was out there hustling. Yeah, well, you know, he broke his body apart for tens of millions of dollars playing in the NFL. Can you just let him hang out bare assed on some incredible, exotic vacation home somewhere and not be so damn militant for god's sakes all right best of hour coming up next enjoy schedule release night in the nfl nbc sports washington has coverage at seven seven to eight and uh, of course check your phones and uh, we'll see what the Redskins schedule will look like for the upcoming 2020 season thanks for listening Best of hours straight ahead. You're listening to the Steve Zabin Show right here on the Team 90s.